Pretty sure the sign said between six and 600 feet, it makes no difference. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 314 with your hosts, Randy and Jason. How you doing? Good. Good. How are you? How you breathing? Should, should I be breathing not well? No masks, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. No outdoor masks. Pfft, I'm inside and I'm not wearing one right now. I'm not wearing one either. Did you before? No. In your own house. No, I haven't been wearing one outside for months and months and months and months and months. So, except when um, like mandated by like the ski resort or the soccer team. Yeah, of course. I mean, okay. <laughs> I shouldn't say of course. Right, there was an outdoor mask mandate that we both very clearly ignored, but with some <laughs> we used our own discretion, but I don't want people to interpret it in a way that's that you know they use for their own the way own I'm going to interpret it. The way that I want people to interpret it? No, like, this is like what we were talking about earlier, right? If I'm like, nuts to this outdoor mask mandate, right? Other people might say, damn right, I'm with you. But maybe they live in New York City and they're running around Central Park with like a lot of Doesn't matter. I think it matters more. Nah, that's not what science says. And it is what science says. It's not what Fauci said. I think, no, Fauci absolutely said that. No, CDC said. <laughs> if you're, if you are, because this is just logic. Dude. I mean, you've if been to, if have you outdoors, been to Central Park? If you're outdoors. Yeah. I'm going to adjust my mic. Hold on. Great. If you're outdoors and then you just, you walk up to a group of a bunch of people and you're standing in front of them talking. So what if you're outdoors? You're still standing face to face talking. Pretty sure the sign said between six and 600 feet, it makes no difference. I'm saying closer than six feet. Oh, all right. Okay, but yes, then yes. But I mean, if you go to Central Park and you get within six feet of somebody, I think the mass is going to be the least of your problems. <laughs> yeah, you were waiting for that joke. <laughs> I wasn't, really. That just came to me. <laughs> because you brought Central Park up. How was I going to know that you dropped that? I think about it for the last minute. But I mean, Central Park's a big place. Like, I've been only a couple times. And uh, aside from the time that I was running the marathon, I wasn't near anybody. Like, nowhere. Except my family, who I love. But, um, <laughs> you ran in New York? You went all the way to New York to run a... I ran, yeah, I ran I ran all the way to Oakland. I ran an o- Oakland marathon. Wow. I, well, I didn't go to Oakland to run the marathon, though. That's the thing. That's how good of shape I was in at that time. I was like, I'm going to be in Oakland. There's a marathon the same weekend I'm going to be there. Actually, I wasn't even in Oakland. I was in San Jose. So I drove to Oakland. Highways, motor coach. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I was like, you know what? We're going to be in there's an open marathon. Can I run that? <laughs> yeah. And so I like rented a car for the day, drove to Oakland, ran the marathon, and ran back. Like 318. Good. 318 in there, too. Yeah. 318, right? I was in shape. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. What's that uh, on a mileage? I don't know. But <laughs> 318, three hours and 18 minutes. But the worst thing that I've ever said to anybody, and I think in my life, and I, I'm confident this is, if not the worst thing, top, top three. Um, it was int- unintentional, mind you, but uh, this is the thing. So we're at like mile 20 or so, right? And I'm chugging along. Yeah. And there's a bunch of bicycles on the, you know, people have bicycles around, right? And uh, going a little bit of a downhill. And uh, sure enough, I hear, a, you know, the freewheel coming up behind me. I hear the bicycle coming up behind me on my left side, and it's doing much faster than me. 
And as he's coming over my shoulder, I says, <laughs> did I ever tell you this? No. I says, I says, hey, you mind if I borrow that thing? As a wheelchair guy goes by me. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a uh, para cyclist guy. Did I tell you the story? Um, he didn't, I don't think he heard me. And, um, no, and he so, probably gets yeah. it all the time, too. Well, I mean, he, I thought it was a, I, and to be clear, I thought the guy was on a bicycle and I was joking Some people with him. may see him in the chair and still ask, like, can I, I jump on your lap? No, you know? that would not. They, they, I bet you they do, but. You got some uh, room on the back for me? Not what I was doing at all. And I could not believe I was mortified at what I had said. But, so uh, I believe I told you this story as well. We were riding the Pan Mass Challenge, which is that, you know, cross Massachusetts bike ride, raise money, cancer research, etc. As you do. As you do. As one does. And... <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want to give away the story. So I'm riding near this other guy. It just, you know, we pass people all the time, whatever. I'm riding near this other guy and we're coming up on a person on a tandem. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's no one on the back. Yeah. And I saw the tandem, like seconds went by. I saw the tandem. I saw the guy next to me and I kind of saw his face light up. You know, it's like like this idea dawned on him. He's like, oh, man, I got such a great idea. And I knew what it was immediately. I knew he had this, like, joke in his head immediately. And I'm looking at him, like, shaking my head, like, no, no. And it was just, it happened too fast. Uh-huh. And we both kind of pulled up next to this tandem guy as we passing because the tandems always slow down going up the hills. Big, heavy yeah. bike. And he's just, and I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. Hey, think you lost somebody back there. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's and awful. I'm like, no, you get <laughs> you did it, didn't you? And I just start riding away as fast as I can because I then I think like what? Did the, how did the guy respond? I think he just said, "I know." Oh, because what do you say? I think he said, "I know," because there's li- to clarify for everyone. Yes, there's literally please. a picture of his dead wife. <laughs> oh gosh, jeez! Hanging from the seat. That's awful. From the empty seat. Why do you, why do you say it this way? <laughs> what? Uh, I don't know. You're making. I mean, the way is it's whatever. This is what we do. Fine. The guy's We're awful like, people. Yeah. I know. I lost someone. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, it oh, dawned geez. on him immediately too. Oh man, how do I pedal away in shame? <laughs> yeah. Never want to see this man again for the rest of the weekend on the exact route that we're both <laughs> oh, man. riding. For the next couple hundred miles. Yeah, and as I understand it, there's more than one people that ride in. There's a whole bunch of them. Memoriam yeah. or with their uh, empty seat behind them. The tandem, the tandem with the empty yeah. seat is quite a common thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's got a it's a lot of work because you got a lot more drivetrain there you're pushing along too. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would like take the pedals off, maybe shave some weight. Yeah, or like just you know take the teeth out of the gear so you're not spinning that <laughs> extra weight, right? It's not. <laughs> Take off that seat. You don't need it anymore. I mean, uh, yeah. bars uh, off. Ugh. It defeats the purpose. I, I understand. Yeah, it's representative. Yeah, but or uh, go in the other direction, and yeah, uh, it's that's good. Yeah, you, it, that's the worst thing because you're like, you know, making jokes. You're trying to look for some camaraderie amongst mm-hmm. the, and then you just totally foot in mouth like what giant was doing. both feet. Yeah. Oh man, didn't that's, click. Why would someone be? Because he totally did. Yeah, they weren't yeah. there. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I, I I can't think of anything else I've said that is more well not well not not more cringy than that. I think 
said other things that I shouldn't have, but, but uh, let's not talk about those. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you ba- said other things. <laughs> back to the mask mandate thing. You know what yeah. though? Here's the problem with all this. Like I'm joking about it and I'm like, yes, you know, nuts to these masks, throw them in the ground. Like we already had a problem in the soccer field, right? Like, so it's really? been one day. The CDC came out with a new advice. It's, it's Wednesday. We're recording a day late this week. Oh, and, this is true, because now we have rules that supersede the government rules. Yeah. We have rules for the soccer field. Yeah. If people aren't keeping up. Yeah. That say, you know, you want to come to these games, you got to mask up. Yeah. And I, I, you know what? The thing is. I don't have a problem with it. I like it, because. I don't know if I like it, but I don't have a problem. Because they're, they're, they're sitting close to each other chatting the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We're just talking I, risk. I, Am I, I know, thinking I they're all going to spread and get infected? I know, and all this I know. Kind of, we're on the way. Why? But, but here, here's the thing. I get an email from another. I'm the division director for the second grade girls in town, right? So that means I make the teams. I'm responsible for communicate. I'm like the liaison between the 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 league, the greater mm-hmm. league, and the coaches for my division i, I go to board meetings etc cetera, etc cetera, that kind of stuff right but that's Same. what the division director means well yeah i'm not sure if everybody knows but i i get an email from a coach saying this mo- this yesterday evening hey my and my wife is the registrar now she is responsible for all the people re- registering all the people it's actually a paid position not a full-time job, but it's, it's a paid position. And there are weeks where she puts in full-time because she has to like manage all this stuff and make sure everybody handles all the registrations, all the money that comes through, all this stuff. Anyways, um, so she's on the email also in, in her sort of official capacity in her work. And I get the email. And it's I coached this other woman's older daughter on uh, my soccer, my sixth grade soccer team. So Source of the email. Yeah. So she, yes. So so she's and she. The other woman is. This other wife. woman is a coach. Yay, women coach, right? Um, confidence gap, the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> refers back to show two eighty yeah, or something. A couple of them, but I, I, I'm actually psyched that she coached. Anyways, I get this email and she's like, "So we had an issue, blah blah blah. Parent didn't want to mask up. Uh, didn't want and yeah. and yeah, and was like, uh, you know, I can just see some." Jamoke out there being like, well, the CDC said the rules are this, and I'm going by the CDC. I don't know who you are, blah, 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 right? Some poor volunteer just wants to like yeah, yeah. help out, and she's got to deal with this chucklehead yeah. arguing about the CDC and throwing that in her face. <laughs> and and the worst part was the the coach was like, yeah, and the girl had her mask the whole time, and she was fine wearing it, and she, wanted, she didn't have any problem wearing it. It was just a parent, and I'm like, ugh, gross. So, um, yeah. So, so then, of course, we had to have to – Circle of wagons, and actually, I didn't. By the time I got involved, it had already the president of this the the, the league and all this stuff had like ta- had actually called the guy. I was like, "Holy smokes!" You handled mm-hmm. it much more directly than I would have. Um, called the guy, had a conversation with him, explained the whole thing to him, and here I was thinking I was gonna have to send an email to like the whole division, being like, "Just a reminder that we still have to follow the rules of the nah, league." Now it's too and- passive aggressive, man. I like it. Just call him direct. Yeah, but I'm not. Again, I'm not. I'm just another volunteer. I'm not doing all that. So we have these COVID coordinators for the teams as well. Yeah. I don't know if your story's done. Well, story's basically done, yeah. we had to elect some volunteers and say, listen, we need a volunteer. And nobody wants to volunteer for exactly this reason. Yeah, it's the worst. And so I says to him, I says, listen, your role can be just to take attendance. Yeah. You have a problem with anyone on that side of the field. I'm not going to notice because I'm kind of focused on the game and the girls on the sidelines. You get my attention. 
you come around the field, you point it out. I will call a halt to the game. <laughs> I will walk straight across the field and deal with the issue. <laughs> Great. Make a big clown show of the whole thing. <laughs> clown show. <laughs> like, don't worry. I will cover that part should it come up. Hasn't come up. Well, Everyone's yeah. been good. It's funny because the, the COVID coordinator got looped into the email thread and she was like, we have like one one parent, like, uh, not parent, but I mean, she's a parent, but like, uh, we have a bunch of coordinators and then they report to one single, like, yeah, COVID guru, <laughs> coordinator guru, anyways. And so she was like, basically said what you said. I, let me know who it is and I will call them. I may not be exactly nice with the person. I'm like, oh, great. Like, we didn't need more conflict. Like, this kind of like, <laughs> well, it's not that I would be mean. It's that, boy, would they not want to be the center of attention? Like, do they want the game to stop for them? On their account? Yeah. You know, is the ref going to be pissed at me for walking across this field and halting the game? Maybe, because it's not part of the protocol. Oh, you Oh, you mean you have refs and stuff? I thought, jeez. Yeah, that's a... Oh, yeah, we have refs and everything. Um, but I do. I am enjoying it. So we had our first... We had our first game with the girls, and now that I'm a seasoned coach, having gone through with my son, looping back to... I'm mildly changing this subject. Looping back to grade 3-4 with the girls... Parents all hang out at practice, which I love. It's great. They're mm. over there on the sidelines chit-chatting with their masks on and cheering on the girls and stuff. And it's 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 pretty entertaining because I've forgotten that the parents will hang out because mm. they, they don't do that anymore for the boys, uh, for the older kids, I should say. And um, I do enjoy establishing some authority at the games just for funsies. When you like before the game starts, I always take like a lap around the field. I don't know if you do this. Not running. Like, I walk around the field checking things out, kind of looking for rocks, throwing sticks out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I sweep the parent's sideline, too, and I, I just push them back. I, as a matter of principle, I make them move back. No matter where they're sitting, just, can you can I get you to move back another foot or so? Oh, man. Just, I always push them back. Because, and I explain them, like, well, listen, because if the ball's here, the girls are allowed to play outside the line. If the play's active, you don't want them falling on you. And when they're doing throw-ins, they need a little bit of room to run. You know, I know you want to be close to the action, but it kind of disrupts the play. Mm. So that's always fun to do. Just kind of, they're like, oh, I don't think our girls know that rule. I'm like, well, how could they? You're always sitting on the line. So it's not going to help them. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, now they could. If you would back up a little bit. Mm. You and your chair. Keep those masks on. So now they know who I am, right? And if something comes up and I come marching across the field towards I don't know, man. I don't know how you have the time and energy for that. Like, I got my hands, my hands are so full with the team that I'm dealing That's with. That's what the assistant just, coaches are for. I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. I have, I, so oh, I, Are I, you an assistant coach, though? No, no, I'm the head coach. Yeah, so, oh, you think. At the games. Oh, yeah. It is the assistant coach's job, at least for my team. And I told them this outright. I have two assistants now. It's amazing. We have one coach that's like just doing goalie coaching. I requested of them because they are fantastic volunteers that at the games, their job is to kind of just work with the girls, get them warmed up, kicking the balls. You know, they handle the team themselves. They handle the, the girls, their players. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I deal with the refs, the other coach, the parents backing up off the sideline, arranging the lineup, all that stuff. Hmm. There's a lot going on. And with these refs, they crack me up too. We had this, oh, this was the fun soccer discussion. So, this is boring talk, I know, but it, it's it's procedural. People enjoy these things. The league. More than I realized. The league. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's this whole okay so we have referees everyone that, that works in the soccer league and yours included is a yeah. volunteer with the exception of your wife yeah. and the referees yes we pay the referees yes so the league and i don't know if yours does this or not but our i keep saying league i've said it too many times and i want to say it again the soccer organization that our team <laughs> plays under provides yeah. these rosters that mm-hmm. are official approved rosters once yeah. you get the list of girls that are on the team. Right. And those rosters have to be given to the referees at the beginning of each game. Yes. And this is a point of contention every year because they send out the rosters and they mess them up and they print new ones and they send them again and they have to send them to every single coach so the coach can print them and bring them to all the games and you hand two to the ref and the ref hands one to the other coach. The ref didn't hand me the coach's roster this game. And every time, I'm like, you know what? So so I have a one of my other coaches in my division, because I'm the director, like you, didn't bring his rosters. Oh, boy. And he's <sighs> new to this division. He's never done this before. And I probably mentioned it in an email, and he got the rosters late. And I'm like, you know what? So what? What? This is dumb. And I was talking to the to our league director. I'm like, I'm not sure why I haven't told you this before, but this is the dumbest thing we could possibly imagine. Like, Who thought of this process? That the league should develop these rosters, distribute them to hundreds of coaches, and then have the coaches print them out and bring them right back to the people that the league pays that have the rosters in the first place? Why don't the refs just bring the rosters to the games that they're in charge of? (laughs) And the game cards that we hand to the refs for them to keep score on, why don't they just have a pocket full of those cards? So uh, we don't do the cards thing. We do the cards. They give every coach... As a player card. The exact number of cards for home games they have each season. It's carefully counted out. You get your name. This, so. is the, this is the dumbest thing you could imagine doing. Because, and <laughs> he, I mean, there's an answer to it. And I think I have the answer. I'm going to answer my own question for you. They're dumb kids. No offense to these kids that are super dumb, but they are dumb kids, the referees. They show up to the game. You go talk to the ref. Sure, they have their uniform on. Hey, how you doing? How's it going today? Here's your card. Oh, I, you know, I didn't write down the game ID yet, but I can go. I'll go get it from my phone if you need it. Uh, um, can I borrow your pencil? You don't have a pencil. Okay, yeah. Uh, I forgot my my phone. So, uh, what's your team name? <laughs> Maybe you could look up the game ID for me. Are you, are you here alone? Did you get yourself here somehow? Like, you need assistance? <laughs> Jeez. We're paying you money and you didn't bring a pencil or your phone. Like, how, that one shocked me the most. Yeah. The teenager ref forgot their phone. It's always something. And then they do everything different. I'm watching two games going side by side with a completely different set of rules. One of them's doing throw ins, one of them's doing kick ins. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Same, same league, same everything. That's weird. Yeah. They didn't want the, the rep kids touching the ball because it's covered in COVID. Oh, wait, you didn't drop that rule? We did. That's what I'm saying. Two games, two refs, two different sets of rules. Oh, I thought they all dropped that Fulmite rule. We did. <laughs> but the other... The, the refs that we are paying oh. didn't get caught up, is oh, my point. That, that is or weird. remember pencils or <laughs> remember their phone or know what the game idea is. The, so the, the roster thing... Mm, I guess it's absurd, but you know they do that like all the way up to 
professionals. Like where the 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 coach has to bring the, the in baseball, they have to submit their. I mean, they should submit them hours ahead, and I'm sure it's not handing a piece of paper, but they do have to hand a roster in or submit a roster that for the team for that day. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you're right; it is sort of weird, and but it's, it's for that day. These rosters are fixed for the duration yeah i know i know well uh, you can there's some wiggle either room way there there's too, some but level yeah. of convenience there that's a bit absurd it's just it, I don't it know. is and then it was funny in the fall how nobody wanted to touch them the rosters were like contaminated so we had because <laughs> this was one of the other things so we had to like place them down by where the refs were and we'd only had to bring one uh-huh. And then, like, and we wouldn't be exchanging with the other team. Like, I never got another team's roster in the fall. It was always like, just put the roster down by the ref stuff, and they'll pick them up after the game or something. Right. Once and, they've had enough time for the COVID to clear. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then there was some refs would have, like, a bag you're supposed to put it in. So then I guess then it would, you know, die off. I I love it. I love this stuff. Yeah. Was, we, we're supposed to. So, nuts. so, again, this is one of those. We're not supposed to be sharing equipment. Obviously, no sharing water bottles. I mean, that one seems like a no-brainer. Well, yeah, that's fine. You can do that always. Uh, <laughs> no spitting in each other's eyeballs. But the parent, the parents are all watching our practice, and I was kind of like, so the, I gave pennies to half the team, basically. I should have just given them all pennies. And they took them home, because we're not supposed to share equipment. So they come back to practice wearing their, their pennies. But yeah. we're always, some girls always missing. So we're missing one of the penny girls or whatever. And yeah. like, okay, well, uh, I need one of you to be on their team. And I'll get a penny out of my bag and be like turning and putting it on the girl and looking at their parents. <laughs> be like, okay, you're going to put this on. And okay, we're good. No one freaked out. All right, awesome. Like COVID coordinator standing over there looking at me. We're sharing equipment. I just put this penny over her head. <sighs> it's interesting. And the proof isn't that we both didn't get sick. Obviously, that's a ridiculous proof that it is safe because <laughs> that's not what happens you don't just spontaneously get sick if you touch someone they would have to be well we um, don't know yet do we but <laughs> the other person would have to already be sick for there even to be a chance is what i'm getting at you see what i'm saying yeah i think yeah wait what uh, people panic yeah over contact or oh, lots oh, of things. Oh, 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 yeah. And what yeah. I'm saying is you don't just magically get sick just because people became close to each other or touched. Oh, like one of them would have had to already have been sick. This is what I was saying from, yes, from March of last year when people were freaking out. And I'm like, there's two cases in the 20,000 people in town. Right, the right. Odds of you getting, uh, I think that, yeah. Okay. There's two cases. <laughs> yes. But you yeah. don't know. It, you don't know. It could be that person, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so we've been sharing soccer balls and sharing pennies and doing throw-ins. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Wearing masks. It was funny, too, because the other rule in the fall was, like, if anybody touched the ball, like, any part of their body other than their foot, you had to, like, well, that's not true. But, like, if it touched their arms, anywhere in their arms, right, you had to not take that ball out. You had to, somebody had to sanitize it, and it, had, it was out of play for 10 minutes. It was, like... That's so everybody had to carry sand ball. If, you, if the home team was responsible for cleaning the ball, ball if someone dies, <laughs> and then so one of the do- director of refs was there one time, and he like a ball came out of bounds up in the air, just out of instinct, he reached out and knocked it down. 
super apologetic to me about having like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know where my head's at, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. This is all ridiculous and it's all fine. But I will spray this ball down and we won't use it for 10 minutes. Here's another one I'm cutting prepared. Like, <laughs> Did you don't hit him with the emergency eye wash? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I was just like, this is ridiculous. But it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got to check out oh, the meeting ended. Oh, that's good. I was in a, ta- a meeting. The town has been working on this project for the past year, I guess. And it's just astonishing how town politics is. Mm. And I'm not I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's so hard. I, I should rephrase this. Like, it's so difficult for a large group of people to, to gain consensus <laughs> is really what my main point is. Mm-hmm. And so the town got into this requests for proposals they put out an rfp for a solar panel project Uh, they already have one big solar panel installation over the old landfill yeah well they picked a field behind the school and this got publicized and people are like whoa that's a field behind the school you can't just cover that in solar panels like we use that for stuff oh really so (laughs) (laughs) There was a bit a bit of contention there, and um, like net net, I think the whole project was going to earn the town something like seventy thousand dollars a year. Okay, which is, you know, it's money, right? Yeah. But I'm sitting in this meeting of like a hundred people, maybe not a hundred, one, two, three, yeah, close to a hundred, and thinking to myself they've been talking for hours about this like hours and hours and the meetings they've had for the past year and the discussions and the back and forth with the whoever and the evaluations and all this stuff all for 70 grand a year in net income for the <laughs> town now don't get me wrong that's not nothing that's money right yeah but well, to get that 70 grand they've got to cover like this enormous field with panels, dig up some stuff, do some things, run some power lines. And now that field is gone uh, as far as its usage for its availability for kids to use and stuff. So let me ask you, let me ask you, you're saying 70 grand, but is there other benefits? Like, I mean, obviously you're generating some power. There's, but maybe that's, is that on top of the seventy grand of savings? Probably not. It's probably that's probably no, the money that's, that's the coming. that's essentially the estimate for like. Is it meeting some other like guidelines from the state or federal? Some yes. green energy things you need. Yeah, it's a big uh, Baker thing, right? He's basically all of our buildings need to be net zero energy usage or something by some twenty thirty five. It's a big Biden thing too. He's pushing right now or has pushed. Yeah, or, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, you know, I joined the meeting to listen. I wasn't, uh, a few people were pretty riled up because the field is a bit rocky and it's not heavily used. And when you really get into these conversations, you listen to the DPW talk about how much it costs for them to maintain fields. Uh, It's a lot. And what they would have to do and the status of like the... The guys, the the DPW guy is very interesting. He'll talk, and I don't know how he doesn't get so fed up, right? I'd be flipped out. Like, it's 9 p.m. I'd like to go home now. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, (laughs) my workday ended hours ago. I don't want to be talking to people. The field's too compacted, you know? So it's not soft enough. 
And I don't know how they measure these things. It's got <laughs> rocks in it, all this kind of stuff. So kids are going to twist their ankles, fall down, get hit injuries, this kind of thing. Um, is that all true or is that a bunch of lies? I have no idea. Are we being snowflakes with those sorts of shenanigans? Is there some level of liability? F- Maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, hmm. Liability thing is a weird one. I don't like to comment on liability. <laughs> Neither do I because it's very it's, strange. It's, we use it to yeah. wave off everything. It, uh, we've lost common but, sense and when it comes down to it we've lost common sense Like, and people just consume on things and they win and they shouldn't you know and even if they don't be win hot. you get tied up with a lot of legal costs yeah and, and it's a lot of money and the only people that make out is the only people making out in, the, in this is the, the lawyers they're the only ones that make out and I think in the end somebody ends up paying a huge fine or a lot of times it becomes a wash and nobody pays a big fine and it's and the lawyers are making, you know, hundreds of thousands. Well, that's of why I thought in, in so. this case, uh, but this is why they can leave it as a field and allow people to use it. They don't have to block it off. They don't have to like forbid people from using it, but they can't issue permits. So as soon as the town like officially says this field, we're permitting this field for use by Maynard Youth Soccer or something, mm-hmm. then they're sort of committing to granting access to an organization. Um, but if it's just there and it's open for free use, uh, we've talked about this Massachusetts and I think other, maybe it's a countrywide thing has laws on the books that specifically say you cannot sue someone if you hurt yourself on their property, as long as they're allowing it, you to use it free of charge. Like, Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So in, if you're on private property, you can, someone else can let you use their private property. They could build a whole bike park with jumps and stuff and you could jump and snap your neck. And as long as they were letting you use it for free, they're not liable. All right. That seems weird, but okay. Well, it was just for this purpose. It was for this exact reason. Okay. Like for the reason you mentioned, you sneak into someone's backyard do some stuff, hurt yourself on their property. I'm suing you because I hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's mm. that. It's frivolous. So, yeah, I don't know, that's the whole that's story. A, that's but yeah, so the, the conclusion was just uh, was just it was just how astounding this meeting was, and I didn't get to see the conclusion of this this meeting because it was behind me when I joined. Well, yeah. We but a lot of people were just commenting on, oh, could we consider this? And do we want to put it on the roofs? Can we put them over the car parks and stuff and somewhere else? And did you consider this? And they're just going, yep, we considered all those things and talking for hours and hours and hours. Mm. I don't know, man. There's got to be a better way than just like taking a field over for this stuff. Like, what was the reason for the car park? Um, Why not? I, I mean, I... I love that they when they cover the car parks. I think it's a win-win for everybody. I know you hate the motor coaches, but the car park's there, so let's get move it's on. It's already there. No, yeah. they, and they did consider it. Yeah. And the main, again, the DPW stepped in, and the main logic around not doing it mostly was just how much the field outweighed it in terms of simplicity. Because, okay. one, you got to build all these structures for the to cover the vehicles. Yeah. And then, two, you have issues with, uh, with stormwater runoff. Okay. So now you have this these overhead things that are just pouring water off the edges. So mm-hmm. you've got to mitigate that somehow to make sure it's not Okay. you know, uh just filtering a certain way, but more importantly is the wintertime stuff. So then you have snow load yeah. and you have snow sliding off in certain ways yeah. or icy patches at the corners that might need different types of maintenance that costs okay. 
a different amount of money just to mitigate. Yeah, all right. They can't just have that drunk plow guy speeding around the parking lot and say, I'm done. You know? Mr. Plow. Because how's he going to speed around a parking lot that's full of poles? That name again is Mr. Plow. And the first time he hits (laughs) one of those poles, there goes your whole solar installation, right? Mm. (laughs) Of course, how many of the teachers are also going to slam into the poles in the car park, right? It's inevitable. All right, all right. (laughs) All right. Uh, it's fine yeah i don't know yeah i was on a a town meeting a couple weeks ago and uh for school committee thing and thing these these meetings drone on for three hours and and then i like i didn't really have any intention and my wife's like okay you need you should join like this this is a new issue that's coming up and it's just sort of they're trying to change this policy blah 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 so i'm like okay fine so Things start at seven, right? Kids are around. I actually put it on like the the computer just in the while I'm cleaning up the kitchen, and then and then now I'm hooked into this thing because now I'm like, there's you can tell you, you're getting the factions right, and the factions are starting to appear in the meeting, and, and it's all on Zoom, and this person, you know, and then all of a sudden you flip over and you're in someone's bedroom, and you're like, whoa, what's happening here? This person, yeah, <laughs> and you're like, wow, it's weird, but all right. The dynamic of the town meetings on Zoom and stuff, right? yeah. Amazing, but, but then I couldn't pull myself away, and I'm like, I am suffering on this stupid meeting. And then, you know, and it was like, and the worst part of these meetings are, and at least this is with regard to like the as I've seen by the school committee meetings. Now, this may not be for every town, but at least in here, the ones I've gone to is some policy that the school committee has come up with that people don't agree with. And the school committee is basically like, okay, you can talk. Okay, you can talk. Okay, two minutes. Two minutes is up. Okay, now you can all go pound sand because we already said what we were going to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not even a vote. It's like, we're the committee. We decided we're doing this and basically F off. And we're like, oh my gosh. And so it's just like, and you see this happening and it's just like watching this train wreck and all these people are getting all worked up, myself included. And uh, you know what? The weirdest, craziest thing happened. We got an email on the next morning, like, uh, we're going to not do roll out this new policy yet. I was like, we were flabbergasted, basically floored. Like, what? They're really not going to do it? And, uh, yeah. And it was sort of a, it was a weird thing that adjusted the assistance. And, you know, and I, I'm, I felt one way on the issue. My wife was, I sort of wanted to back up my wife's feeling on this issue. And, and then, like, some people are texting, you know, my wife's in the Lay text it out. Going, what was the issue? Uh, all right. The, the issue was, and again, <laughs> I don't really have a problem with the issue. Like, well, I don't know all the facts, but the issue was they wanted to, to um, adopt some plan. And this is going to sound, the way I'm going to present this is going to sound racist and awful. That's Probably. why I didn't really want to say this. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they want to put some plan in place that they have dis- determined will provide a more equitable education for everybody. But that required getting rid of, and now there's six schools in the district, fifth, sixth, and seventh, no, no fourth, fourth, fifth, and sixth, all the assistants in all those grades in lieu of five different, um, so that that's five schools, that's three grades, that's 15, and there's like uh, two to three classrooms. So you maybe I think the number was like 64, 65 assistants. So they wanted to get rid of 65 assistant positions. Now, these are not 
super high paying positions. They're not full-time positions, but the teachers are like, I rely on having an assistant in my class to help. Right. So the teachers were very passionate. The ones that spoke were very passionate. I don't know. I didn't get the whole thing from everybody, but the school committee gets up there and they give a bunch of towns and you're like that town. I know that's not right. And I know this other town is showing a totally different, you know, they're showing budgetary stuff. Right. And what these towns do and what these towns do. And you're like, and the the clear argument is, again, this is going to be the elite New England coming out in me, but like our town ranks better in all categories than all these other towns that are showing. So the, the obvious argument was like, and somebody actually made it. They're like, I don't want to adopt something just because we other towns adopt it. I never want to be that just because they're doing it. We're doing it person. And in fact, our town always ranks better scores better in all these categories than these other towns. Why are we going to adopt this policy? And, uh, so this could be part of the reason why I could maybe not. And, you know, and then there, the school committee just keeps throwing around equitable, 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 equitable. And yes, yes, they're, they're yes. beating that drum. And I, and I know I'm sounding like, oh, it's equitable. I'm tired of hearing about people that are not have as much as me. That's it's not a double-edged a, sword. I, I totally yeah. get it. I know. But for me, like, it's such a thing in my town right now. Every post on Facebook, right. well, not every post, but like so many things like get rid of the mascot because the colonial is racist and you know awful and get rid of this because of that and then did you see well, that's what so not, and so that's said? not the equity the equity stuff is hard i mean give specific examples right the equitable stuff is hard because and and we i'm going to try to be a little bit careful because <laughs> I'm, done being, I'm done being careful apparently people like when i'm not careful even if I don't have any Well, I'm just trying to be not as specific as I could be about real life current scenarios where they, they exist. Um, because you could be, your child could be in a class, and this happens all the time, and I think this is the exact example. Your child could be in a class, and your child might be on either end, uh, where there are kids that are doing well and kids that are doing worse, and are they sitting in the middle? And they receive no help because... They're sitting in the middle and they're essentially a fly on the wall. Like the kids that are doing really well get attention because they're doing well. And the teachers love to give attention to the kids that are doing well. And the kids that are not doing well get attention because they need to get caught up. Uh, but the kids sitting in the middle get nothing. Now, is that equitable? Technically, y- yes. <laughs> yeah. it's. But is it, is it, you know, is it fair? Is it, does it feel not right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Right. Because if, if circumstance put your child in a different class where they were on the lower end but they were still the same level of smart like if you changed everyone around them if if they didn't change your child was still the same level of intelligent but mm-hmm. you put them in a classroom full of kids that were smarter than they were now all of a sudden they get a little bit of attention because all the other kids are doing fine on their own oh right and the teacher gets to give them some mm. more attention to help them catch up and yeah. they get this kind of benefit so it has everything to do with environment. And uh, that's where it kind of gets tricky. Because when you start saying kind of what you're alluding to, we have to take these things away from some people to give them to some other people to yeah. make sure that things are equitable. I, it's like, yeah. But we like those things. <laughs> well, well that, and, and yeah. And, and that's the thing for me is like, don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm sort of an equitable person. Like I don't... In the way that I'm like, I don't need things to be fair, but I do. And if if somebody needs something more, 
then I'm I'm willing to find out ways to help them. The way this was shoved down the teacher's throat, they had no warning. They had three days of warning. And now because of all the other crap that's happened with the town, like the different meetings in town on Zoom calls, you have to like pre-register two days in advance. So they basically gave them 24 hours if they wanted to comment. They gave them like, a really short amount of time to like, you know, register and get everything in. They And the, I, 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 I'm, I'm in an argument right now on Facebook about the school committee and not an argument, like it's a thread, right? And every time I try and mention anything, people flip out because the school committee in this town, for some reason, walks on water. So, but I don't want to get into that and that everybody treats them like the second coming. And I'm just like, are you serious? These people are, they're, they, they, I, I see things well, totally that's an different. interesting but... position too, because the school committee members are what? Volunteer. Well, they're volunteers. Yeah. They're volunteers. But they have to be elected. Yeah. But we don't pay them. No. And, and still they commit a truckload of time to this stuff. Yeah. It's astounding to me. And then we give them power over so much. Right. Fine. But don't come. But that, that's fine. But then don't tell me. I, I'm not some saying of the that stuff, makes yeah, them I'm walk gonna, on water. I'm, I'm not going to get into personal things that have happened on on from the school, school committee. But I've tangled with a couple of them personally about stuff and how they've told me how I think I should feel sort of abstractly. But then. But this is my point. Yeah. Is that this, this organization that has this much power. Yeah. Should be like a budget line item on the town. We well, should, right. Yeah. We and should the, be. This is a position we should be paying money for so that we can get uh, a larger pool of candidates, for example. Like, sometimes we get school committee elections where there's only one person running. Yeah. Yeah. Why? And you, you couldn't pay me to do it. I wouldn't do it. Screw it. Like, no way. <laughs> right. But, I, but so, you might get, even if it was a, yeah. just a low pay, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge amount of money. If it was something, we might get more people running. And then we get more choice. And then we get yeah. possibly better candidates. Yeah. And then, you know, the same. So the actually school, the whole thread started because somebody, they're mad at the, the town, the board of, sorry, the select board. We don't call them the board of selectmen anymore. They got renamed <laughs> the select board. That's what I'm dealing select with. Board, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. It's a big burden on you. It's not a big burden, but it's like, if you add it to the pile, everything is this whole politically correct, woke environment everything is this weird sort of I think of, you can get over saying select board. I did I, I I can I can but it, yeah. like I said on top of everything else it's just one more thing where it's like and if you really want to get down to it like they wanted to change the mascot but they're unwilling to change the uniforms change the parquet change the marquee this thing is the, uh, uh, like all the things they say and now you got me I'm I'm ranting now it's like Oh, I don't want to rant. I really don't want to rant about this, but like, it's just not, it's just not genuine to me. It's like, they want to do something to, to f say that they're doing change, Virtual signaling, yes. but not actually do anything. Right. Like we're not spending any money on this. It's not, it's important enough to, to they will get on to there and decry how racist and how offensive and oppressive a colonial mascot is. But pay money to to rip up the parquet floor? Forget it. We're not going to do that. It's not in the budget. So I'm like, what the? F are you serious? Like, it's either super racist and needs to go, or it's not. Like, like don't. So this, it's middle ground with. This. I realize this isn't the same thing, but this is kind of why I backed down on the field thing, and now I'm a little bit pro solar panel field project because it's it's a bit of pragmatism, if that's the right word. Um, where I'm like, you know what? The town, I mean, the town's budget is always tight. 70 grand is 70 grand. That field's garbage. They're not going to fix it. We'd have to pay half a million plus maintenance to 
bring it up to speed and then fix it every year. And we already don't have that money. So what choice do we have? Let them throw a panel project out there, generate some energy. And <laughs> yeah, like I, we have, we just finished building another field, I guess is my point. So they are the, the, the rec commission was there at the meeting and yeah. they voiced their concern and they talked about which other fields were in use and where we moved and all this kind of stuff. So the field coverage is there. We have new fields that are in use and we're not having a shortage right now, which is nice. So it's kind of like, okay, go for it. And I don't know. That's where I, I, so that happens with me a lot where I go in like feeling a certain way and thinking, has this been thought out? And then I say, well, maybe it's been thought out and I just don't know how much it's been thought out yet. And uh, I just want to listen in and find out. Like, who's who have you talked to? Have you talked to the Rec Commission? Have you talked to the DPW? Yep, they're heavily involved. Yep, everyone's been involved. What are their feelings on this? Okay, we've said this a million times and you should have been in those meetings. Yep, I'm sorry. Okay, I will next time. Um, so, I'm kind of pro panels now. I mean, I think it's a little bit goofy and it's going to annoy me the first few times I go back there and I'm trying to get to those trails and yeah. there's these big feet field of panels there now but then i'll be like yeah cool it's another 70 grand in our pockets that we didn't have to i know but you, you keep saying 70 grand what's your town budget oh it's like 10 million or something. yeah it's like it's not even one percent it's that's that's the <laughs> and i and i don't know how like i'm not a finance guy so i don't know how to work in those sort of numbers right so i don't know is 70 grand great is it worth it i don't know to me it seems i don't know but that's that's why i asked do you have to add on to the other you know, uh, I don't know. Like, do you have other mandates that you have to meet? Is it not just a financial thing you're looking at? Ah, um, I see. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But ah, I know I what know. you mean. Hey, so how many shots have you had? One. I got the Johnson and Johnson like three, two and a half weeks ago. Two, three. Does almost that mean you only get one shot? One shot in the J and J. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. But I Why guess are they my doing that one everywhere. My eff- efficacy is less, I guess, seventy uh, percent uh, or something, sixty percent. I don't know. But that's also because the testing. I don't, like. I don't know. But yeah, you gonna I, go back at the other ones? <laughs> super serums, super serum up. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Uh, Why not? Because why would I? Because you're mean, only seventy percent. I am enough. Fauci said it was good enough, so All I'm right. good enough. That's because no, he I doesn't mean, want everybody getting super serum. Well. I mean, yes, and maybe I, wait a while till everyone else is covered, and yeah, then be like, "Hey, no, I forgot to get mine." I th- so honestly, I think I think there's going to be improvements made in this, right? I, I just quickly said something on uh, earlier today, but like, we get a lot of other vaccines, and they don't affect people the same way, right? Like, we're not getting mumps symptoms and tetanus symptoms when we get tet. I mean, we get localized discomfort in the arm vaccine. But- yeah, you have to get a booster every ten years. That's the one you're supposed to be getting rusty okay. nail and all that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I, and and this thing is like knocking people out for two, three days for some people, and some people aren't. I so. think they're being psychosomatic. My well, my wife got knocked out for a day, and she wasn't sick. Did she? Like she looked bad. Like not. I mean, she looked beautiful, of course, but she looked <laughs> sick, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she. I mean, it was it was not her. Just like psychosomatic on that one. Um, but I. So I think there are, and we're still under emergency approval, right? And the Johnson and Johnson thing and the AstraZeneca thing. Like, I think there's still stuff that could like, I'm that was I, minor. 
I know what rates mine are. And they already like figured out like, okay, if you have all of a sudden a sudden headache and you got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, we have a treatment for you. But I think that there's going to be improvements made in the vaccines. And like, I think they have already said, was it the Pfizer one's going to need a booster in six months? Like, uh, I don't know. So I think there's going to be improvements made. I think all right. still. Well, I got one uh, Moderna already and I'll be back. Well, yeah. I, then... didn't, I don't know if I had any symptoms. I think people say it's the second shot. Where the you second shot. Some... Yeah, it was. the Yeah. Second shot. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't notice anything with the first shot. Um. So we'll see. Yeah. My wife had her first shot and she was a not a big mess, but she was tired. Yeah. Slept a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. But that I think might have been psychosomatic. She doesn't listen, so I can say it. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't change anything I said because she was listening. I didn't. <laughs> well, it's, it could be true. She gets uh, pretty worried about these things and then gets worked up. You know, like oh, I know I'm supposed to feel weird about this, and then does right. Happens. Happens to people. So it, that's why placebos work. Yes. Yeah. I thought. See, you asked me to remind you to talk about talk about something on the show, and I thought I I thought I gave you the lead, and you needed. What was it? You said you wanted to talk about how something about how people expect the. Uh, you just gave me like the snippet. The, the well, giving me the snippet. A, mi- a million I'm... a million foot view was like something about how people expect the town to cater to their specific needs. Oh, yeah. What were you talking about the other day? Oh, you totally forgot for real. <laughs> but what is the specifics? I don't oh, remember. Oh, well, this had to do with, um, yeah, well, this was the school committee meeting. It's the same topic all over again, though. Your school committee meeting. Yeah, so we had, it was a, it was an interview with potential school board, school committee members. And we had a meet the candidates. So we actually have three candidates. Okay. And every single one of them... <laughs> <laughs> which is why they're hard to distinguish they would get asked the question hey what would you do for the school whatever just whatever the question was the answer was always the same basically my child had all these needs and i fought for their needs and i will continue to fight for their needs and if your child has the same needs as my child then i'll fight for their needs as well it's like what are you listening to what you're saying <laughs> so their motivation was Always, always driven by their own experience. Myopic? Uh, is that the word? I mean, when as you... I was listening, I'm thinking to myself, what I really want to hear one of these candidates say is, and I'm not trying to be sexist, so I'll say it gen- generically. My spouse covers the income for our family. You know, if they're like, why are you running for school committee? And I literally wanted to be frank and just be like, we get enough money from my spouse, so I have way too much time on my hands, and I'm very interested in seeing the education for children in this town and in all towns run smoothly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like, I'm just interested in education, and I have a lot of time on my hands. That would be enough for me. I don't have an agenda. I don't want to see... I don't, I don't have one special needs kids that focused all my time and energy for my entire life... And that's all I'm ever going to be thinking about in every single one of the meetings we run. Like, that's not what I want to hear. Is that every agenda item that comes up in school committee is going to bring you back to your own child? That's not good. That's not what you're here for. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. 
This is why, I mean, I imagine this for me when I'm in my elder days, too. I mean, everyone has little biases like that anyway. They're going to remember their own experience. Mm-hmm. I can see joining a select board when I am, you know, my kids are off in college or whatever. If I'm retired. Why not? Run for select board. Good time. You get all this experience about committees you ran into in town and learn new stuff and you have all the patience in the world that's the beautiful thing about being old <laughs> all these young folks come in and they're like wow why hasn't this been done yesterday and you're like flipping pages really slowly oh gosh you know <laughs> click in your pen hold on let me just okay i'm sorry could you start again yeah. <laughs> it... oh, rage i'm getting angry just listening <laughs> <laughs> but that's i think this is how government works very purposely it has to go slowly. Why? Because you would make too many catastrophic mistakes if you moved very fast. Oh, you got to fail and fail fast. No. <laughs> there's not enough room for that. There's what do you not. Mean? There's not enough wiggle room in the budgets or anything. That's I disagree with. This is I think something I think I disagree with. You don't want to start something in 10 years find out you did it wrong. So I do think there is some room to do some experimentation. Yeah. Um, but deliberately with less expense, you know, less commitment kind of thing. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of that for when we make changes to streets and things like that, because that kind of thing happens. You can't take 20 years to redesign a, a street and then build it. And then by the time you finish, it's obsolete. There's lots of ways you can experiment with cones and stuff, and towns are usually a little more amenable to doing those types of things. Uh, it still could be hard, but <laughs> what's my point? I don't so know. that was the whole story you tried to drag me into the show for. It was the school committee and all, all the candidates. Every one of them had their own issue. They were bringing this was the, the candidates themselves. See, I've the heard plenty themselves. of people get in front of no. like, the school and this be the like, candidates. The I am running for to... a school committee because my child. And I'm like, Oh, I can't listen anymore. Oh, I yeah, hear about no your good. child. That's no good. No. They're like, what's your experience with school boards and this sort of thing? I've yelled at them a lot. Like that's not, <laughs> that would be me. That's my platform. <laughs> well, that, 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 that was the, that was basically their experience. I've sat in meetings and screamed at them about my child for a long time. <sighs> the, the, I yeah, it's I, the the school committee thing is so weird. I, I think because you're getting these volunteers, they they don't really have, and they're elected. They don't really have to have any qualifications other than no, they can none whatsoever. They have to speak to a couple of issues that more people agree with or can relate to than the other candidate, right? Like I like it when teachers run for school committee. So we have one teacher that's running and she's my favorite candidate so far, just because of that. And it's it's, okay. I mean, I'm going to come out and say it right now because this is true. If you, as, as long as you're not white and or male in my town, you will be elected no matter what. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. School committee. Well, we have talked about career choices and roles. There are certain roles that are still fall into these weird gender norms. Uh, Teaching is one of those things. Yes. For some reason, it's strange to be a male teacher. Oh, but the select board. And I'm not even saying it's a bad thing. not a college professor. No. (laughs) When you imagine a college professor, it's always some... Uh, not all stuffy dude with a pipe in his Clar, his Clar, Clar. That's remember her? Yes. <laughs> the Clar. <laughs> oh man, we we had a, Randy and I a year apart. I think had the same 
Russian so, yeah. math. It was a binary or Statistics, combinatorial. Yeah. There's a couple yeah. different math classes. She, and she used to drink coffee out of a Pyrex, like a, um, a, a measuring cup, Pyrex measuring cup. And uh, that was her coffee cup. And she said, always would write something. And whether or not it was clear or not, Clar, Clar, <laughs> was in her accent. Clar, and you're like, right. what? No, none of it's clear. Your handwriting is atrocious. <laughs> and what's with the coffee cup? That thing's filthy. I'll take your silence to mean you understand. <laughs> Clar, I just drew craziness on the chalkboard. Clar, no, not at all. Oh my gosh, I have a textbook. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, anyways, um, yes, but yes, and uh, like I said, it's not even necessarily bad, but like they are literally all the candidates now are, um minority and uh and not male and everybody is super psyched about it which is fine like i said it's not a bad thing we should get <laughs> more super psyched yeah. we need to get more but <laughs> like i could yeah it would just not not happen and i'd uh, vote for you no thank you but i don't know you wouldn't i, totally <laughs> I bet would you would not <laughs> no i would not no oh man <laughs> have time. but it is weird and people do get very they get very like I don't think people. That, that's the other thing I have a problem with. I don't really think under people understand like how these committees and boards are and governments are supposed to work, and for better or worse, a lot of it because they didn't grow up here and they didn't uh, learn how these governments and have experience how these governments and boards and committees wow, are supposed you're to back work. Back on the they don't belong. No, but here, it's not. Say I'm not saying they don't belong here, but it's just like they get rail against town meeting, and I'm like, I never understand town meeting. I'm like. That's it's a New England like try harder. Thing. Like, like I mean, it's it's true of everything, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Just just because you don't of, I, instead of coming to the yeah. meeting and being upset, like go uh, read more before you come. Yeah, and then and yeah, yeah, and like the, when we like when I go on these mission trips, right? It's a big thing that we learn is don't go there and try to impress your culture, like my right. own culture. On they them. tell you that because I thought that was the whole purpose of you going. No, 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 not at all. No, you go and you try and. Observe their culture and learn from them in their environment. Like, it's not, we don't want to go and like say, we do it right, you do it wrong. It's absolutely not true. They have a totally different. You don't different... bring any Bibles with you at all. <laughs> you know, we go to like a Christian orphanage, right? So they have <laughs> okay, so Bibles there. Oh, you already covered language. it a while yes. ago. Yeah. All right. Previous visits yes. to care of it. But it's, it's more than, I mean, more of their culture, not just their like religion, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to like convert the natives here and like, uh, and in, in a way that like the Spaniards did in the 1500s or whatever, right? Sure. That's not what we're trying to do. But that's exactly what's happening here is that people are bringing their culture here and demanding that we change our culture. And it's, it yeah. is, it's fine. We got to find stuff, a middle ground. Right? We do the same. Yeah. And no, I mean, a little yeah. bit, a little bit, but it's not like, I don't understand it. it. We need to do it. We can't do it that way. It's like, just because you don't understand something that's been happening for hundreds of years, doesn't mean it's the wrong way. I mean, sure. We could do things better maybe. And we're growing. So there's more people here now. So maybe things should be changed, but can I tell you something off topic that I just thought of that I really enjoyed? No. <laughs> yes, I guess. Fine. It's back to the soccer talk. And I don't know why this was on my mind. But this is like the first time I've had some real, no offense to my old assistant coaches, some real assistant coaches. And two, two of them. And I felt so affirmed when during the game, I'm always, I always sit on the ground during the game, just to give you a visual. I don't stand up and walk around. I sit on the ground with my. With Good for you. Yeah, I stand in rage. Yeah, no, because then I would stand in rage. I sit on the ground with my substitution board and the girls that are on the sideline. Because we can't use benches because of COVID. 
No, I just we just don't have benches. No, because we can't. We have like chairs that we would bring, but we can't oh, bring yeah. them because of COVID. I got you. You can't sit on something. The other coach is just standing behind me, a little bit raging, trying not to rage. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> one of our girls throws the ball, and, and the, these, this woman who is our goalie coach, she says, why? I don't understand. Why didn't she throw it down the line? Like, didn't we practice that? <laughs> and I turn around, look at her. I'm like, it's, just, it's not just me. It's not just me. She's like, didn't, didn't we go over this? Yeah, we, we went over it. It's okay. It's okay. Takes takes a lot of repetition. It'll be okay. And I had to kind of settle her down. Like, we'll get there. You can't just say it once. It's a lot. It's a lot. And as I said before at the beginning of the show, having done this before with my son, I found that practice games, practice games, practice games, I literally will say the same thing to the same kid 11 times in a row and see no change. And and you can't get mad at the kid. It's it's at, th- at that point, I'm like, all right, I've already gone too far. I'm doing something wrong. They clearly don't understand what I mean. I need to change the way I'm delivering this message. Some words that I'm saying, they don't get. Mm. Throw the ball down the sideline. Yep. Has no meaning for them. Whatever, for whatever reason, it doesn't have any meaning for them. They might think that I mean throw it at the sideline on the other side of the field. I don't know. They might not know what a sideline is. So it's true. Uh, we a, we had a, like a little sit down talk with my team, my my older daughter's team, sixth grade on Monday, and I forget the term I kept using. Oh, I was like support the play, and then I said it mm-hmm. like a hundred times. I'm like, do you even know what support the play means? Like I was like, no. I'm using, and there was another there was another term I used. And was it like I'm using on this like lexicon, right? And I don't know that they've ever bumped into these things, right? No. So uh means I, nothing to them. Yeah. It doesn't. And I mean it does now. I kind of explained it to them, but um So yeah, yeah. I mean what I've realized is pra- it has to just practice, practice, but we've extended the practices, so now we have three hours of practices a week. <laughs> and I, so and they love it. They love it. They absolutely love it. It's like the parents are there hanging out, the girls are having fun, and we made some breakthroughs on Tuesday with practice where if I, but the breakthrough was two girls that were playing defense while I was sort of playing defense with them while I was scrimmaging. I got them playing defense the way I wanted them to play. So the words that I used for defense, they finally understood as I demonstrated it and then they were implementing it. I'm like, fantastic. Mm. We now have two defenders. <laughs> <laughs> For the whole team. Like, the rest of them still don't get it. Nice. No matter how many times I demonstrated it. So next practice, I'll try to cover two more. Next practice, I'll try to yeah, cover two more. That's, yeah. That, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really bumming out because I, 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 I have one practice. I can't even – there's no practice I have where all the kids come. And it's like really? I don't – I can't – I cannot make – and I even sit, sit the team down. Like, on Monday, like I said, we've scored one goal in three games. How do you – you know? So why do you have one practice? I have I have two practices a week, but oh. I only one. Like I had six girls at practice tonight out of 15, oh, 14. See. And like people just don't come. And because they're like I have girls that are playing on four different teams. So they're mm. like already burned out and I'm like this is and I've told Holly so many like I'm just frustrated like it's this sucks for me. Like this is the least enjoyment I've had out of coaching ever. And it's because nobody else I'm the only I feel like and there are a couple other girls that are invested and and but it's like I don't have a team that's invested, right? right? I'm investing in a team, but I don't have a team that's invested. 
in in itself, right? Because they, they don't want to be there. Some are playing lacrosse. Some are playing field hockey. Another plays basketball. They have guitar and flute cl- and like. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm like. Ah. Eh, where the hell is that? Where is everybody? Why aren't you here? Like. Why. Why. What. Why would you play another sport and like don't sign up for? Well, whatever. I'm on another rant. And I. And I just feel like I'm angry at everything all the time. It's like this is not right. I gotta just. I don't know. Move or something. I don't even know. I don't know what the answer is. And I don't know if this show is healthy. Like, I get on this show, I sound like a total jerk ranting and raving about people that are moving to my town. Like, it's not, I don't, I'm not like that. It's not move to their town. That's what you should do. Yeah. No, man. I don't, don't go to India now. It's bad news. No, it's, it's rough shape, man. It's really bad. I, I looked at that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't even know. And I don't even, it, yeah, that's bad. That's depressing. Cue the music. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search Dads Being Dads Podcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.